Hello, this is Zach, and you are listening to the Point Momentum Podcast, where you will find insightful, life-filled, and experience-based discussion as we delve into issues related to health, wellness, family, and life. Point Momentum, moving families and individuals into greater wholeness and strength. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Point Momentum Podcast. Really excited uh, to have our guest today. I'm sitting here with Jessica. How are we doing, Jessica? Hi, doing I just well. Her knee. Can you guys hear that on the recording? Doing well. Doing well. She just she just like Damien Evil look when I did that. <laughs> uh, so we are sitting here with Walt and Annie Manus of Story Partners. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you guys are the the co I didn't say it, but co-founders of Story Partners. Yes. There are rumors that Annie was really the founder and, and Walt is kind of the assistant, but she, I think officially they're both co-founders, right? She's the brains and the beauty behind the organization. I'm just <laughs> a, a grunt. <laughs> <laughs> we have the brains and the grunt <laughs> of story partners. I mean, beauty and the beast. And the beauty, you forgot the beast. Yeah, beauty, 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 beauty. I forgot the beauty. Beauty, brains, and the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, story partners. Our listeners uh, won't, probably most would not know about you guys. Maybe some would. So why don't you guys, you know, introduce yourself if there's anything else you kind of want people to know and just give us the the gist of what Story Partners is. And then we'll kind of, we'll kind of go from there and start talking about it. Yeah, sure. We're originally from Mena, Arkansas, where your stomping grounds are. I think uh, Zach and I had, yeah, in Mena, Zach and I, I guess we were, neighbors across the as the crow flies we weren't so far away from each other but yep. yeah um we've Lots of been, bike rides across the woods to you guys yeah yeah uh we have been uh married for almost 20 years now and we've been really? in ministry for almost what seven 18, 18 years yeah 18 years and uh and it's always been in uh some sort of filmmaking ministry capacity so we've we spent some time in Denver and some some time in Germany, and then we uh, moved to Austin. And so uh, we just started this filmmaking ministry, Story Partners, and we're about a, just a little over a year old. Yeah, okay. and we we are co-founders, but we're also co-founders with another couple. Um, there's there a couple multiple our, co-founders. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of co-founders. A lot of co-founders. Um, a couple in our church, Josh and Sarah, um, are gotcha. some leaders in our church, and the four of us kind of started it all together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Can't take all the credit. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. They might be listening. So yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so tell us what story partners is. So the name indicates, you know, storytelling yeah. Yeah. stories and partners. So what is it? Yeah. Um, I have always been frustrated with how much attention the enemy gets with all of the negative news that we hear all the time. Gotcha. So you see his hand all the time uh, in the news and in uh, different media outlets. And, uh, you know, that God is working, but you don't often hear the, you know, what he's doing in the world and in, re- in personal lives and in, in real people's lives. And so, uh, we do short documentary form, uh, of films and we highlight what God has done in people's lives, uh, lives, whether it's a transformation story or if it's just a story, it's like a, maybe a, a day in the life of what faith looks like for them. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's typically between six and 15 minute long uh, videos that are put on the internet and we make them available for anyone for free. And uh, it's been fun because, uh, because we, we let people use them. There's a lot of uh, distribution companies that need content. And so gotcha. they they've helped us get, get these stories out. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of our hope that the stories that we tell will point people to Jesus, no matter where they are on their journey with God. So, uh, we hear stories all the time of people who are believers who are encouraged in their faith through the stories. Um, but also people who are not yet walking with God, who hear these stories and it like takes them another step in their journey toward Jesus. So that's really our heart behind it is very missional. We want to Tell, we've, we really believe that stories are powerful and we know our lives have been changed 
by stories that we've heard and stories we've watched play out in other people's lives. And so we really want to highlight those in a way that connects with today's culture in an artistic, beautiful way um, that Walt always says that goes past your head and straight to your heart, which I think that's a really good way to say it. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think we are made for stories and, and art touches us in a place that we um, don't always intellectually understand. So yeah, we're in a good time in history because we can we can get these messages out very quickly and very cost effectively. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I just I, I think like for such a time as this, right? Like yeah. um, we're right now, I think video uh, people receive a lot of their data uh, through mm-hmm. watching videos. And so you Absolutely. see like YouTube just blowing up. And right. uh, and so I think we're poised to uh to be able to be a, you know, a, a tool for, for God to use um, just with the experience that we've gotten and then the connections that we've gotten. And, and we're just walking day by day, you know, by faith and he's, he's equipping us, he's helping us find stories and he's, you know, helping us with all the uh, aspects along the way, but it's exciting. And um, we just released a film called worthy last week. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about a, a a lady who has um, had a difficult childhood where she was moved from one uh, family to the next because of uh, death. Um, and uh, so the, the big question in her mind was, am I worthy of love because I keep being left? And of course, no one has control over how long they live. But, you know, I think in all of us, yeah. we have uh, that question, you know, am I worthy? And God says, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think every, every video has a different aspect of faith, but it's personalized because it's coming from a real person. That's one thing that in the past I've done some narrative work, uh, just short, short narrative. And, you know, with an uh, authentic testimony that has been lived versus something that's been scripted and created, you know, like written yeah. by mm-hmm. someone. Those are two different things. And I think the viewer has to say with this, um, they're either lying about their story or they're telling the truth. And then I need to think about that. Whereas, you know, this other side, uh, the narrative side, well, they just came up with this, right? So I think I think uh, testimonial videos uh, have a power behind them because they are they are mm-hmm. real. Like it happened to these people and they're they're excited to share what God's done. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. watched that video mm-hmm. today. It's oh, you, you guys just released it a couple of days ago, right? So yeah. yeah, it's relatively new. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed by. I mean, there's kind of like two sides of it, right? Or well, there's more than two sides, but there's the the technical side. Very well done video. I mean, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm struck by just the mm-hmm. how it was put together and the, all the technical components, mm-hmm. uh, and just the story. Uh, it was a good, I mean, you guys are good storytellers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that really struck me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just on another note too, I mean, how do you, do you guys, does your conscience ever strike you for just making so many people cry? <laughs> hey, that, we actually were joking about that this week. So our, we did have as our, um, it's our, our brand. Yeah. yeah. Our, yeah. It's yeah, unstated, I'm, but we yeah. do need to make videos that it's are. It's so okay. true. Like the first I think, well, I shouldn't say the first because I've watched a lot of y'all's videos over the years. It hasn't all been story partners, yeah. but Chloe, yeah. Chloe's story, I mean, which is your, well, I don't know if you like to use the names of your kids. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I figured you did because it's out there, but you know, I yeah. try to let you use code if you want, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, you kind of put that one out there on your own. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yes. Chloe, I can't just remember the like name her. of the film. Is it just called Chloe? Yeah, yeah, it's called. Okay, that's, uh, what I, that's what I thought, but yeah. I can't remember if it's Chloe's story. But anyway, that one was so powerful and and moving, and it's your personal story. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, it just shows your talent. You know, you have a gift, Walt, for <laughs> video. And we well, were even thinking. Um, uh, I was even telling my daughter, our daughter, about. Uh, you because just this weekend because her birthday was 
um, Thursday uh -huh. and you took her one year birthday pictures for us oh, yeah, like back then. Cause we really loved your photography then yeah. even back then, you know, yeah. and she's 14. So, oh, and wow. yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're old. Walter. Believe it or not, yeah. she's Walter, 14. <laughs> and so we were telling her about our friend that, that takes really, cause we were just looking at him. And even back when, even 14 years ago with the film, you know, yeah. cameras and, or it was digital, I guess, but just the photos, even then they're just so strikingly beautiful, you know, well done. So. I, I don't know what I was thinking when I studied engineering because, you know, <laughs> do you remember Monta Philpot, uh, Zach? Uh, she yeah, was a local artist. Yeah, I do. So I, she, I know the name and I, I, I kind of have a, yeah. Yeah. So at first grade on, I was taking uh, private lessons doing art with her. Oh. And I think, you know, art is the back, the backbone of all of this. Like mm -hmm. you learn composition, you learn lighting, mm -hmm. you learn all these different things that transfer into photography, which transfer into video production. And so I think it's just been like, there's a red thread, you know, with mm -hmm. a sidebar of uh, a lot of calculus, which didn't ever uh, <laughs> turn out to, to be much, but um, all right. That's but, an unfortunate sidebar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and then, and then Annie, I mean, you, among other things, you have a real, you have a gift for writing and for storytelling and for organization and just planning. <laughs> I remember your, your, um, you're just like your infamous planning and, and organizing and, and all that. So it's a little, uh, little infamous. neurotic, but whatever it's infamous. <laughs> infamous. Yes. Infamous. And so you guys are, I mean, it's a great team, but what, one of the things I love about it is and things we've discovered in our own life as we've, you know, we're getting a little older, guys. Uh, <laughs> I know you've always felt that way, Walt. You've always kind of held the, the old man status in our friend group. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm usually older than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I think seeing seeing your your gifting and purpose manifested in your career is is really exciting. Yeah. And that's one of the things I see through you guys in this this story partners is getting to see your giftings become more, you know, a destiny. So it's, it's cool. It's, fu it's fun. It's really, we're just having a blast and it's fun to be able to work with Annie and what you said was right. She is very gifted in production, uh, in organization, but she's also very gifted in the interviews because she mm. can connect with these people, these uh, the yeah. subjects of the films in a way that gets to their heart. And, right. you know, like that's, the key to a lot of these stories is getting that authenticity of the mm -hmm. person. So, so you're the Barbara Walters. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. I I have a lot still to learn in the process, but um, our interviews often go quite long. Yeah. But they're so, so good. And um, I don't know. It's just such a privilege. I feel like have a strong sense that the moments that we're sitting in an interview are holy because people are sharing so deeply their mm -hmm. hearts and the things that God has done in their lives that are really beautiful and really, um, yeah, just amazing. It's amazing that God like reaches into these little, you know, each of us little insignificant lives and, um, and does something so big. And so it's, it's really a huge privilege to get to do the interviews. I love it so much. I, I think that um, like it's how often do you get to see what God's done over your life compressed into a very efficient six to 15 minute thing. Yeah. That's like when a lot of people who have done interviews with us and then they, and then they see their, their video or see the video that they're in, they're just like, Whoa, I like, uh, because it's just like one hit after the other, but yeah. normally in life, you're, you're taking out the dishes, you're, you're mm -hmm. going, you know, all these life types of things that, that don't uh, kind of underline or accentuate like what God is doing, the theme, mm -hmm. the theme of your life. Right. And so it's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who uses the videos? So some, uh, examples of some guys that use them. Yeah. I, I think there are, there are a lot of um, Facebook channels that have, um, big audiences. And uh, we thought originally that that non-faith-based pages would not care about faith-based material, but uh, I, we're finding that they will run some of this stuff. And so, especially if uh, it connects with the audience and they, and they get good feedback there, 
strictly looking at it from a, you know, a, a business model from mm-hmm. making money, growing their, right. their thing, but we don't care about that. And so we'll use, we'll use that, to, <laughs> you know, to get, to get, um, God's stories out there. So, yeah. yeah. So our model is that we create, we live on support and then we create the films for free and then give them away. So we don't monetize our YouTube. We don't monetize any, like when we share a film with someone, we don't get any money, any kickback from that. But because of that, like he's saying, these distribution channels will often take the content and run with it because they can get money from it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think it's, it's a good model, but it's also, I mean, it's a huge step of faith because we have yeah. to create the content yeah. <laughs> before anyone will say yes or no to running with it. So we never right. know, like, is this going to take off? Is it not going to take off? So um, yeah, that's one thing we're still learning a lot about is like, how do we get it into as many different distribution streams as possible and um, like growing relationships with some of these different distribution networks. Well, it's really good at that. Um, just kind of making connections, spamming all the kinds of people and seeing who, <laughs> who takes the bite. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think really a lot of it uh, is just grassroots where someone will see it and share it with their Mm-hmm. their social media groups and then it kind of just branches off from there but yeah. uh, but we also know that like this is what god has invited us into and what we want mm-hmm. to walk in obedience in and so whether a film is seen by a few thousand people or several million people like we know that our job is to be faithful in telling the stories and then trusting god with the fruit of that and we hear lots of really encouraging stories but we also i think don't hear a lot of what happens with these things once <laughs> yeah. they go out, they take yeah. on a life of their own. And, yeah. and so we're just trusting that God is going to produce fruit, you know, from it and yeah, be glorified in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Where do you guys get the stories from? Like, how does somebody, do people approach you? Do you guys like, mm-hmm. how does that process work? Uh, on the, on the website story, uh, storypartners.org, we do have a submission, uh, form there that people can fill out. A lot of it is just relational. Like a friend of a friend will hear of a, a good story and they'll let us know. Mm-hmm. And then we'll contact that person. I was telling you before this started that we're using uh, zoom and Skype and stuff re- uh, remotely. Cause some of these stories are in different cities and mm-hmm. it just kind of helps to, to vet stories and find out like, you know, what's their motivation to tell it? Is it mm-hmm. uh, glorify God or is it to promote themselves? And, you know, like, we we're kind of our our calling is the other the other way so um yeah yeah and some are um like friends of ours that we just have seen walk through things that we reach out to and say you know would you be willing to share your story this worthy film is one of my best friends here in austin Mm -hmm. so that was just us going to her i knew her story and i asked her if she'd be willing to share it on camera (laughs) and so yeah it looks it looks a lot of different ways. A lot of it though is through relationships. And like Walt said, we have a really clear vision that we want to tell stories where Jesus is the hero. And um, I think there's kind of a fine line and not that, that other films shouldn't be made, but often like you find someone who's in ministry doing great work somewhere and they want a video that kind of tells the story of what they're doing there. And that can be in line with our vision, but sometimes it's more of like a promotional video for the ministry, which is mm-hmm. wonderful and a great tool, but that's not specifically what we do. What we do is telling stories that highlight Jesus where people aren't the hero, but Jesus is. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, uh, it's a little bit nuanced and often it takes like quite a bit of conversation to figure out that, but that's very clearly what we feel like God has invited us to do with this ministry. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like my guess would be you guys there's not a lack of stories to tell. No, true. <laughs> Very oh, that, true. That's, that's true. There's, uh, there's even a lot of stories just in Austin. I think since COVID we, we, you know, had to look in our neighborhoods and in our own city and we're finding there's more stories than we could probably do in a lifetime just here. We, we say no much more than we're able to say yes for stories. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're such a small, small team right now, but yeah, we just have to be selective. Yeah, yeah. I'd remind, I mean, a couple of thoughts there. One would just be what, what you were saying earlier of just the news being so negative, right? Yeah. Uh, and even just with, I mean, just in that year one city, Austin, which is a pretty nice little size city. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's more than what your team could do in a lifetime. Yeah. Just kind of at your fingertips. Yeah. There needs to be a, 
thousands and thousands of these little teams doing mm-hmm. stories because yeah. uh, I, I don't think we could exhaust all the, uh, we couldn't cover all the stories even with no. thousands of teams. No. Yeah. 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 It, that, that is, we talk about the, not a ton on the podcast, but it, definitely we've talked about the news and how to manage it with our families and our kids. And, and yeah. I know in my office, I, uh, a lot of people that will, just watch the news all day long and their anxiety goes up and up and up and up. And so just thinking about the the dysfunction and the imbalance inside of that, when what the stories that you guys tell are at our fingertips, mm-hmm. right? And you guys do it very well, mm-hmm. uh, do it very well. Uh, so how many uh, videos do you guys try? Do you have kind of an amount that you want to do in a year? I mean, is there like, you're trying to put so many out like once a month or once every six months or three months, or what does that look like? Right now, we're kind of averaging every other month, um, okay. but we don't know if that will pick up uh, as we as kind we, of hone in on how as to we do find it. Because <laughs> you know, initially starting this ministry, there's a lot of stuff you just don't know, mm-hmm. uh, you've never done before, like even just setting the ministry up and all the mm-hmm. legal things you have to do, and then uh, raising money for the all the gear. And yeah. so there's just a lot that goes into it before you actually make the videos, but. I think now we're at a place where we can, you know, as long as stories are coming to us and as long as COVID allows us to shoot them, you know, I think mm-hmm. hopefully we can put out, I'd love to do one a month, but yeah. I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to be possible. We maybe. turned one around in one month in June. We did a story. Um, it was a real different kind of story, but it was about racism. Um, I don't know if you guys were able to see that one. It's mm-hmm. called racism in the church. And we interviewed five different um people here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really a fun project to work on. And we were really excited about that one. Um, but that one, we shot the interviews, I think the first couple days of June and released it on June 30th. So that was a real quick turnaround, mm-hmm. but that is not a pace that's sustainable. There were many mm-hmm. late, late nights working on that one. And but, so but that one was a timely, it was a time. Of, yeah. We really wanted to have it out as soon as possible. So yeah. But I think as we hone in on our skills and as we're, I mean, maybe God will bring us another editor at some point um, because that the editing process takes quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Who's your editor now? I I shoot shoot and edit and send it out. Does it all. The beast. I am learning to edit. He's um, been teaching me like some basic editing, but I'm not nearly up to his level yet. And so I'm, I'm more like editing for story content and he's doing all of the finessing and the, the real detailed editing. So, uh, Annie, have you ever heard of a paper edit? So like when you get a transcript of an interview, mm-hmm. you can look at the paper edit. I, I usually cut it down and to a, you know, probably twice as long as it, is, it ends up being. Mm-hmm. And then I send her the paper edit and then we, we kind of, say, well, what, what is redundant? What do we not need? Uh, Are we trying to go too many directions? Mm -hmm. You know, too many, are we trying to make too many points? Cause you kind of have to hone in on one or two Mm -hmm. significant points of the video. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, she helps uh, refine, refine it with me. And then uh, our other, our other guy, uh, Josh, uh, he he's Josh and Sarah are also very helpful with that refining process. Gotcha. Are you pretty much self-taught Walt on that stuff? Uh, you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a plug to Dero because uh, he, yeah. <laughs> he started me on photography. Yeah, that that got my interest into visual arts. Then we when we so your your family is also connected to this because uh, Clay uh, Misty, said, Clay yeah. Missy said we we loved YWAM and so we went to YWAM and that's where God said I, I want you, you guys to stay in to YWAM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said I want you guys to stay in ministry. And I said, well, do you want me to do engineering ministry or do you want me to do arts <laughs> ministry? And I said, if you if you want me to do arts ministry, you need to train me. And so uh, a week after that prayer, uh, God sent uh, the the uh, head head in charge of a video production school in South Africa. And he said, you need to the base where to we the were base where we, where we were. And he and said, you guys, yeah. yeah, you guys need to come down. And so we spent. Uh, we did about two years worth of uh, information in six months time down there. It was like long, long days. Yeah. And so we squeezed in uh, a lot of training. And then from there, we uh, we went to Denver to a place where Annie could use her degree in ethnographic research and I could use my training in photography and 
video production. And so that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I remember all that. Yeah. Um, I think we should take a brief interlude and have you guys tell the story about the baboons. Oh yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> South Africa. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. That was nuts. So, okay. We yeah. were hiking on the, at the Cape of Good Hope, which is where the two oceans meet at the very Southern tip of Africa. And um, we had been living in South Africa for several months at that point, And people had always talked about the baboons. You see baboons all over the place there. So we were familiar with baboons and we knew you're not supposed to feed them. Don't touch them. They can be violent. So um, we were hiking and we had stopped on a ledge to take pictures. Right. And you, he had put his um, like camera backpack down on the ground and he was going to take some pictures. And then this group of baboons, how many were there? Like eight, seven or eight. Uh, maybe even more than that. Maybe more. Wow. An army of baboons. Yeah. An army. An, An army. army. <laughs> they came over and started looking through his camera bag. And we were right next to a cliff. Yeah. And oh. my lenses were like $2,800 a piece. <laughs> yeah. And this baboon is just like sorting through my backpack. And going through. Except oh he picked up a lens cloth and like <gasps> threw it up and watched it fall. <laughs> it, was like little, it was like little humans, you know? Yeah. So weird. So, and then Walt gets nervous because this baboon is like playing with his expensive equipment. Yeah. He goes over and yells at it. It's like, get out of here. And the baboon runs away and then makes a U-turn. And looks at me <laughs> at him, and starts. He, the walking. baboon knows who the boss is, basically, I, is what you're saying. There you go. The baboon <laughs> And we think the boss. it was a sheep, right? We it was, sure a, it was yeah, a it was sheep. a girl baboon. And she starts walking, then running toward me. Oh my gosh. Oh, I. I don't have all of my memory of this. <laughs> it's like there's some missing pieces, but I do remember saying Jesus, 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 because I'm about to see him. Well, I'm about to see his face. And their teeth are like huge. four oh to six inches long. I don't maybe not six inches, but four inches long. Right. And this thing had its mouth almost dislocated. It was wide so open. wide open. Wow. She jumped oh on me. And her legs were wrapped around my waist oh my and gosh. her arms were wrapped around. And I like put crisscross my arms over my yeah. chest as she jumped on me. Oh my gosh. And then she's on me and I screamed like bloody murder. I screamed <laughs> so loud and opened my arms at the same time and she jumped off. And the same and time the baboon jumped on her, I had run towards her and I grabbed her arm and yanked her so hard that she had bruises all over her arm wow. yanking her. I had Walt's handprint on my arm. Oh, goodness. In the form of a bruise. And then the best part of the story is after, well, I don't remember what happened right after. She ran away and the others ran away. Yeah. And then we got I out remember a park bench after that. I don't know. <laughs> so she, yeah, she was like shaking uncontrollably. Like so much adrenaline was going yeah. on. <laughs> And so then we kind of calmed down and then we met a park ranger and we told him what was happening. I was like sobbing. I'm like, <laughs> and he was like, you are so lucky because apparently the week before there was a baboon who had chomped down on a lady's arm and wouldn't oh let go. Like just oh my went to the to the bone. Holy and then he moly. said the males are strong enough to like pull your arm off. Like dislocate like, your shoulders. Yeah. So Anyway, we... I don't know about pull it off. Well... But this <laughs> pull well, it. It will pull, pull your it arm off. off. It eat it off. Totally off. <laughs> Sounds like an episode of Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we drive... We get back to our car, and I realize I have hives all over oh. my body. Anywhere the baboon touched me, I have hives. So we ended up going to a pharmacy... And talking to a pharmacist and they're like, oh, it's fine. You have, you're just allergic to baboon dander. Oh. And that's, so I took a Zyrtec and I was fine. I hope you tell people that at the doctor, if they're like, do you have any allergies? Yeah. Well, baboon baboons. Dander. Yeah, I do. I literally put that on my doctor forms and you can I tell who reads those things. Yeah. <laughs> because many people don't. Um, but yeah, I do always list baboons as my allergies. Yes, yes nice. I like it. <laughs> That's a good allergy to have. Oh, wow. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a good one. That's a nice transition into what are some of the pl- favorite places you guys have been? Because you guys, oh. you've done with oh, story wow. partners. I don't know if you, tra- you, do you travel much with story partners? So we had, uh, we had a uh, uh, Lima, Peru and a uh, Rio, uh, Brazil. Brazil lined up before COVID mm-hmm. and COVID shut it down. So right. our plan is to, to do, global stories, but, uh, a lot of, most of our, most of our traveling has been pre, uh, story partners. So 
Yeah. And I think you're going to have to define what, uh, what the criteria <laughs> are, are oh. a favorite. Yeah. Okay. Are okay. you saying from a production standpoint or from what? Like we would live there or? Uh, I didn't realize this was so complicated, <laughs> yeah. the question. It's, it's a very so, complicated question. Let's say. We have like six answers. Most memorable personally. Okay. Mm. I know okay. mine. But okay. Tell mine us. Is, uh, Tajikistan. Okay. Uh, I love adventure and I felt like Indiana Jones on that because we had, we, uh, we were doing uh, a short film about a people group called the Yagnobi and they're way up in the middle of nowhere. And the whole uh, Tajikistan is 90, I think it's like over 95% mountainous. Mm. And so we, we drove the whole time to get to this place uh, where the end of the road was. And then we put all our gear on, uh, donkeys and we hiked up into this remote uh mountain you know valley and there's there's a people group there and they're uh, muslim and it's just like it's eye candy everywhere you look it's like interesting characters it's it's like a photographer and videographer's dream and also you're super outdoors and i love the mountains and so it was hitting on everything that i love right yeah i was not along for that trip and it's (laughs) A good thing. <laughs> well, here, here's how you know you're you're doing the right thing. I had uh, I got violently sick, and I was so weak that my legs were just like jello. And I hiked all day with those jello legs, just oh, yeah. running from ear to ear. You're I didn't so even happy. care. <laughs> he came back like twenty pounds lighter. I don't know. Yeah. He was just, <laughs> when he I was like, "Did you eat while you were there? What happened?" Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. But he loved it. He's like, "That was the best experience of my life." Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, most memorable would probably have to be somewhere in North Africa. I really love North Africa. So we lived for three months in Tunisia. And then we also um, were on a production trip in Morocco for a few weeks. And that was, both of those were amazing. I really love Arabs a lot. (laughs) And um, so that was, that was a really good experience. Both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, we'll add them to our list. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to go to Morocco, go to Fez. Yeah. It's a, it looks like it hasn't changed over thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Like the, cool. the old Medina. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Cool. Super cool. And it's, it's kind of a perk. We often are traveling to places where we have friends living there mm-hmm. or acquaintances that we're working with. And so um, you get kind of an insider view. So mm-hmm. when we went to Fez, we, we stayed in the Medina with a couple that was living there. And so that also made it even sweeter to like mm-hmm. live in a neighborhood and shop at markets and like do normal life right. there for a couple of weeks. And you can go get, uh, go to the restaurants that aren't the touristy restaurants, mm-hmm. that, like the really good ones. They both spoke Arabic fluently. And yeah. so it was like, we had insiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to test our little bit of Arabic that we knew. and <laughs> Yeah. I know. Let's see. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> and shukran. Shukran. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. yep. Thank you. And Lord willing. I think that was the yeah. only thing. Inshallah. Yeah. Well, you feel like inshallah is a, is a, like a way out of, mm-hmm. yeah, probably not come. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's up to the Lord. <laughs> I said, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the Arabic version of the Lord willing and the Creek don't rise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a handy phrase. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many kiddos do you guys have? We have two. Uh, Chloe is uh, 10 years old and Naomi is seven. Yeah. And both, we adopted both of our daughters at birth. Yeah. And we were talking about it earlier, but Chloe's adoption story, you can find online. Um, If you go into Google, just type in Chloe adoption story and it'll come up. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's an excellent Mm -hmm. story. So what has it been like raising a family? How does raising a family fit into starting story partners mm. <laughs> traveling and That's interesting. faith yeah. and and yeah. all the hours and just just the whole thing how does that work yeah um it's messy <laughs> it's right there. um i we try really hard to see our life as a whole and not as like individual pieces so mm-hmm. we tell the girls often like that we started story partners like it's a family organization it's a family ministry um they have a lot of buy-in on our projects which is really fun they were working on naming the um the last <laughs> film they were coming up with some really but actually chloe's actually, is what t- we stuck with right i think we stuck with chloe's name that she had um, finding home yeah 
this is funny because not even an hour before this this phone call happened, our girls were making uh, a movie with their yes. uh, I, what, what iPad. Had, iPad. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> so they're very much into it with us. We mm-hmm. talk a lot about what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, they know about like the support raising aspect. We do that as a family. Um, so it's, we try to integrate them as much as possible. I mean, since COVID they've been home doing their schooling on online with their school. And so it's much more of a family event now than we ever anticipated it. Yeah, I bet. Really not what we pictured when we started that we would soon after starting all be home 24 seven all together. Um, and Zach, you can you can tell um, from the Zoom call that we're actually in a, ho- a bedroom office. I, I know the viewers can't tell yeah. <laughs> that uh, I had to have at least a door of separation from yes, the yeah. noise. <laughs> so. Yeah. so it's I mean, it's tricky and it's I feel like it's not a game of balancing as much as a game of juggling <laughs> that there are times where, you know, a work day gets interrupted so many times because the kids need us and that is where our priority is. And then it looks like working in the evening to catch up on what we missed or um, I don't know. It just looks like juggling a lot right now, especially with them home. I mean, when they're in school full time, it's a little different. You know, we have, Mm -hmm. I have blocks of time in the day that I can work, but um, yeah, but it's, I feel like God has really met us in the craziness of the season and I think when I think ahead, like how many more months of this are we going to have? Yeah. I get real freaked out. But when I just think about today, I see God meeting me with grace for the juggling, you know, the schooling and, you know, being parents and, you know, trying to disciple them and then running a ministry and all the things that that entails and thinking about future projects and current projects and like all of it. It's just, I feel like God really does meet us with grace for today but I can't think too far in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has been a big uh, faith uh, exercise of faith. Like God has to show up for every aspect of it. Um, so without him, like the thing's going to fall apart. And actually I want it to fall apart if he's not in it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but he's been very faithful with, uh, you know, like I, I think I mentioned before, we didn't really have any equipment before we started this. And so I'm like, how do you, how do you do films without gear? Right. And within just a couple weeks, uh, he just over and over provided through different means uh, what we needed. And we have great gear Mm -hmm. and we have like, I have a good edit station. Uh, I've got everything that I need. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's, it's just been really fun to see him provide. And it's Mm -hmm. been really fun to see him assimilate a team with our board of directors and our uh, just different co-founders, people, co-founders and, and yeah. just different people that are invested in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's neat. And it happened just like we, how do you start? How do you, how do you do a nonprofit uh, legal work? And he would, he would call, he would uh, bring people to us that said, you know, I've done four or five of these in the past and I can show you how to do it. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're interested in doing mm-hmm. that at the beginning, we were so fearful to do to start something because we're not starters we're always like joining a team and supporting mm-hmm. the team yeah. um and so we were a little bit hesitant to start something mm-hmm. and he just kept out of all these conversations that we were having he was just obviously saying i want you to do this mm-hmm. right so yeah. yeah and supplying what we needed to <laughs> to figure it out as yeah we went. yeah but. so you guys talking about that so what has it done to you to to move from being a supporter to a starter? Mm. Like, like what has it changed inside of you guys? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I I think definitely faith uh, is a a big thing. And then also like, I don't know, you can, you can own your projects, right? Because like God has given you inspiration for them and, and, and then you can exercise that and then uh, uh, work that out. Whereas, you know, and if you're working on a team, uh, however the team is set up, a lot of times you get, in, you know, instructions uh, that are, are on projects that you're, you know, like, oh, are you sure we're supposed to do this? You know, like, <laughs> this, this promotion, promotional video is not like uh, what I'm interested in. But so actually, it's it's been fun because like, through the years, we call it the cone of, what is it? The cone of calling? Uh, yes. Cone of calling. The cone of calling starts out like really wide. <laughs> don't know. It's very like, mm-hmm. 
uh, abstract. And mm -hmm. then as you go up the cone, it becomes more specific. Yeah. And I Cause we started and it was just media. Like we're yeah. not even sure exactly what form of media, but now I feel like we have a very narrow focus. Like we know exactly the type of stories we want to tell. We know yeah. kind of the way that we are geared toward telling them. Like we have a, a much more focused yeah. um, perspective now. I think to your question, I think for me, the thing that's changed in me has been um, just like a really intense um, reliance on God to lead us and recognition that like, he has got to pull through or this will not work. And I think when you, when you join a team and you have like a real capable leader that you're joining in with, it's real easy to look at that leader and be like, Oh, they're going to make good decisions. And you don't feel as desperate for God's leadership because you, you feel like it's, it's easy to just follow that person's leadership. And I don't think that that's necessarily bad, but it's a whole new ball game when it's like, we're not getting like an assignment for a project from anyone else. Like we're coming up with an idea and then we're asking God to either confirm it and let us go forward with it or to shut it down and say no. Or, or he's bringing, he's bringing us a story and we yeah. have to pray and say like, is this what you want? Right. Yeah. Or with funding, like there's no safety net. Like we <laughs> just have to trust that like he's going to provide what we need or it's and, not there. Yeah, you know? And before we only had to raise support for our salaries and now we're having to raise support for everything, everything like yeah. production and travel. And mm -hmm. Yeah. That. So it just feels really different to not have that person that you can look at and say, Oh, that person's going to provide good leadership. But really just going straight to God and be like, okay, God, you're in charge here. We want to listen and we want to follow and yeah, keep doing what you want to do. And we'll hopefully be in line with that. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just hearing you guys story and knowing, cause we like, we, we, we knew you guys early very well, but as you guys have progressed, I mean, you know, we chat once every, how often? five years, two years, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, catch you on Facebook or whatnot. Uh, but it's, it's real fun for, for me to, from kind of stepping back on it. You can just kind of see the trajectory and see how God has kind of moved you. Even I like how we, how you guys said moving from supporters to creators, right. Was it creators? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just seeing how that, you know, it's just kind of, it's like, like God taking somebody on a journey or a, like a journey of maturity, a journey to, to kind of fine tune and hone uh, who you are as people becoming more Christ-like and all those kind of components. Uh, so it's, uh, that's kind of neat to see uh, yeah. and just imagining, because yeah, that going from supporting, just like you guys kind of just talk through, uh, you don't yeah. have, you he puts you in a, he's put you in a position to, to need more faith, right. To, mm -hmm. uh, to, he, he's requiring more faith to do the task he sent you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just, that's just neat to see. It's neat to see that, that kind of trajectory and journey and walking with God over a period of time uh, yeah. kind of yeah. creates more maturity and creates all those type things. So that yeah. is, that is neat to see. Yeah. It's cool to go through. I mean, yeah. it's, it's scary sometimes, but it's terrifying. But it's also really cool to see God do His thing, and you get to, and He invites you into it, and that's yeah. awesome. Like, but I think there is really a lot of value in pausing to look back and see, like, oh, there was this storyline that God was writing, and we didn't know it on that side where it was headed. But like, you just one step at a time, one decision at a time. Um, follow his lead and then you see that oh he had something in mind with all of this and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it is it's encouraging to look back to for sure yeah. yeah yeah I think about even as we talked about raising kids inside of you know being creators uh, just even just sharing that story I, I just imagine that being like you know the mainest story right <laughs> I mean you can go back and share of the journeys just like the Israelites shared journeys and and uh, so just it's just interesting to see uh, and and fun to kind of watch from a distance yeah yes yeah. Yeah. what um, kind of creates identity too there's a lot of identity in that when you're raising a family we always talking about identity like what's the what identity are we creating what are we building inside of the kiddos mm -hmm. so just seeing seeing that with you guys is just very obvious that I'm that's being built inside of the Manus family, which then creates the foundation for story partners, which creates, because, mm -hmm. you know, without the Manus family, there's no story partners. 
right? Yeah. Uh, and, and all the different things that God has done. What about like, I don't want to jump off that topic too quick. Any other comments on that topic before I move to something else? No. Well said. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> support. How much time do you guys spend raising support? Ooh, that is ongoing. Yeah. It's kind of always something running in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, There are seasons where we give a hundred percent of our time to that, like when we're on a support raising trip, but that typically is only happening, you know, once every other year so that we're taking a few weeks to like really focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's kind of, I use a part of my time every week on that. I handle most of that support um, raising and maintenance and all of that like the admin side that goes into that, but I tell him our joke. What's our, Oh yeah. Well, always says when he's going out for a production or something, he'll say, I gotta go. What is it? I gotta go bring home the bacon that mama raised. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Listen, know your giftings, right? And I am good at admin. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not administratively gifted uh, as everybody knows, but, um, yeah. Yeah. God brought me a, uh, amazing, uh, person that's gifted in this. And so yeah. I, I also think I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, say that I'm horrible at all things mm-hmm. support raising because I do like the relational, the one-on-one relational aspect of, mm-hmm. of meeting with people and sharing our vision. Uh, but just as far as the, you know, the admin, uh, yeah. uh writing people, following e- up, bookkeeping, yeah. all of that kind of stuff is more what I do. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. There's not, it's not clear on, um, like how much time we spend because there, I feel like we've been living on support for about 18 years now and we have seen like the gamut. There have been seasons where we work and work and work and money just trickles in so slowly. And it's just, I feel like all I'm doing is support raising, you know? And then there are other seasons where we do almost nothing. And we, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. We got a huge um, family foundation gave us a grant to get like, basically we had a, a wish list of the next pieces of equipment that we really needed. And they bought them all. So it was just like out of nowhere. Like we didn't even expect, yeah, we didn't expect it at all. And so, um, yeah, there are, it just changes. I think, um, God uses support raising a lot. I think a lot of times it's about what he wants to teach us and like Mm -hmm. our hearts in it. And so, um, yeah, there are seasons where it's kind of running in the background and I'm not giving a lot of attention to it. And then there are seasons where I, it's like a full-time job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So right now we're in a, a pretty um, easier season, I would say. Like mm-hmm. there's been several larger grants that have come in. Um, tell them, tell them how, like, who are our supporters? Yeah. Like, tell them that, yeah. the different categories. So we have. Yeah. Go for well, it. if you have something in mind, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying like, we do have individuals who give monthly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, churches that give monthly. And then uh, like the, production or gear needs often come from like, uh, foundations or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Grants. Is yeah. there anything else? That I left yeah, out? no, that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So, well, with that in mind, tell us where people can go if they're interested mm-hmm. in supporting you and the best way to, is the best way to like know your films have come out, like to subscribe to a YouTube channel or to, yeah. cause I, just tell us what's yeah, okay. the best way to stay connected. So, yeah. <laughs> as far as supporting and joining as like joining what we're doing financially, we have mm-hmm. people who give, you know, $20 a month all the way up to people who give multiple hundreds of dollars a month mm-hmm. and everything in between. So I'd say mm-hmm. our average donor gives about $50 a month. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, Oh, I couldn't give very much, but that really does add up mm-hmm. for when you're living on support. You'd be surprised at how quickly the smaller amounts Mm-hmm. Um, add up. And so if people wanted to give, they can go to our website, which is storypartners.org. And in the top corner, there's a give button and you just fill it out online and um, you don't have to give to any specific account. All the money goes to the same place and our salaries come out of that. And so and it's tax. Yeah, it's tax exempt. It's through an organization called Tithely, um, an online giving platform. So um, that's the easiest way. There's also, you can reach out to us on social media if you would rather like mail a check. Um, cause that's also a possibility, but, 
Um, and then as far as following our stories on our website, there's a connect button and you can fill out a little, um, super short form with your name and your email address and you'll be on our newsletter list. Mm -hmm. And so we do send newsletters out. We try to send them once a month. Sometimes it's every other month, but we always send one out when there's a new film. So if you want to be kind of like the first to know that a new film is coming, that's the best place. And that's also where we do um, more of our family updates um, on the girls and things. We don't do a lot of that on our website or on our social media accounts, but we do do that in our newsletters. And then we also are on Instagram at story underscore partners. Um, and so people can follow along there. You can also reach out to me really easily there through our DMS. Um, we are on Facebook. We're not as active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's YouTube. So you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube story partners. Um, and that will be where we post all of our films when they're released. Our, our films are also on our film page. Uh, there's a button mm-hmm. on our webpage called film, and then mm-hmm. you can see our films there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. I yeah. kind of asked one of the, those questions that I already know the answer to, but yeah. you know, I want everybody else to know. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Thank you. What, uh, what do you guys, so you just came out with Worthy Finding Home. Yes. Are you working on something new already? We are. Yeah. We are. We're about can you, 80% can, can you give us a sneak peek? Yeah. <laughs> We're about 80% finished with a uh, uh, project from Rio. The, the subject there came to Austin and we got his interview. We're going to have to uh, hire uh, a friend that lives in Rio or not lives in Brazil to finish that one out because we can't fly there because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one, uh, as soon as I get that footage, that's going to be shot uh, in, in a few weeks. And um, that should be out, that pretty, should be soon. out pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got two. I think at any given moment, we have films that are like just coming out or has just have just come out. We have films in the almost ready. We have films in the not quite like <laughs> earlier stages. And then we have like several ideas that we're exploring. So there's always different levels, like a lot going on behind the scenes. So this, yeah, the Rio one is the one that's about to come out. And then we have this story in Oklahoma City that we just recently shot. There's two, um, probably two stories. Maybe three. Maybe three stories. We're not sure. Out. It might be a trilogy. <laughs> Oh. Um, a really who doesn't dynamic, love a trilogy yeah a really <laughs> dynamic family like just love jesus like crazy and they have walked through insane Great. hardship um they had the dad and the son had this horrible car accident and so there were a lot of like ripple effects of that and we think it might be like multiple stories that are all kind of surrounding this one event of this wreck and recovery um so that's really exciting. And then we have probably three or four that were like early baby stages. We're having Zoom calls or meeting people in their yards in Austin to just talk <laughs> through like, what could this look like if we were to tell this story? Could we tell this story well? Is this even a film or is it more like you should write a book or you should, you know, because some stories are better told in other avenues, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this, we have quite a bit going on in the background, but the Rio one is the one to look for next. That that will be really soon. And that one, if you want a little sneak peek, is a really cool story. Do you want to tell them about that? Uh, you can. No? Okay. <laughs> so so I think I uh, just heard of our, from our pastor uh, told us that, and I'm not going to quote it directly, but uh, Jim Carrey said, I wish everyone be- would become famous and rich uh, at the very beginning so that they could realize that this doesn't bring happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. So the story is about a guy, very successful lawyer who, uh, worked in London and New York city and had everything. And, uh, he was just miserable and God called him to something more. So, uh, that's the teaser. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a friend of ours, a friend of a friend who's become our friend um, through the years. And so, it's really fun to get to tell his story also on a personal level because we mm-hmm. love him and super proud of him. And yeah. Yeah. yeah very awesome. Okay. So <laughs> as you guys are sharing about the projects you're working on, what's going through my mind is what, what does Chloe name them? Oh, <laughs> we don't name them till the end. Yeah. Because, you know, honestly, we always joke about this because we feel like it's less that we are creating stories and more that we are finding stories. We're discovering like, the story. We shoot these interviews and then the editing process, we, it like, I don't know. What did you say about the, um, the sculptors? Okay, so I'm not going to compare myself to a famous sculpture. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already I've seeing heard, the analogy in my head. Yes, <laughs> I've heard 
I've heard that uh, sculptors say that it's in the rock and I have to discover it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like, you know, you have a plan, but but really, it rarely it turns out like your it plan. morphs and shapes yeah. Yeah. as you go along. And so we're kind of just discovering. Yeah. So we don't name it till the end right. because often the name comes out of <laughs> the final edit. Yeah. So we call it, we have like a working title that's usually just the name of the person it's about. Mm-hmm. And um, and we'll use that until right at the end. And so then it's all ready to go. And then we work on naming it. And that's when Chloe really shines. Yeah. Chloe and yeah. Naomi. Chloe both. came up with probably 50 oh, names for this. Long <laughs> ones that were like super scripted. <laughs> or like, maybe too many words. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, we want but, like, okay, your followers want to know like the names they come up with. Oh, okay. Uh, we we want to see that. Those whenever we have a new one. I don't even remember a lot of the ones. But yeah, we'll have to be like, I mean, with this one at Brandy, uh, like the story, the worthy one, it was something like she didn't belong anywhere, but then later she did. And she <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think <laughs> that in the, in the comments, you need to put other working titles other yes, working exactly. and list about yeah. the top we five. Definitely most want to hear their titles. You, have, you definitely got the message of the film. So that's great. Right. That's yeah. Too much. You're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this yeah. is funny about this last film. Uh, uh, there are some some people that knew uh, Brandy and, and her kids. And did, did we cut off or something? Yeah, just for a second. It's You're okay, good. Though. Keep going. Start over okay. at the very beginning. All right. So we're Walt and Annie Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, they they knew this family. They knew the kids. And they said, uh, how come... Uh, how come the see? How come uh, Nana and, Sophia. and Sophia were just playing so much in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny the way kids see it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that film mm-hmm. we before uh, Annie had the idea of using uh, Brandy's daughter as the young the younger version of herself. I was like, how are we going to cover this mm-hmm. film? I, I, I mean, we knew what the script was, but visually we were just struggling yeah. with how to cover it and. It's always the trick is yeah. how you how you can cover it well. Yeah. That's interesting. I, w- I was honestly, when I, I watched that film, I was honestly curious how you guys, if did you guys hire actors for the, for the kid parts? Or yeah. no, is it's that her. just like stock footage you got off the internet somewhere? I was like, well, no, it's, it's, he shot it all. And I, it's her kids. The, okay. the main girl who's talking, it's her, mm. her son and her daughter. I started out instructing them to do things and then they were way overacting. <laughs> I just said, just do whatever you want. And I just filmed them play. Yeah. But they're sweet kids. Like they're good friends with our girls. And so we spend a lot of time with them and they're real comfortable <laughs> with Walt. So they... They were acting natural when he wasn't asking them to act. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, poke your head around this tree. And, and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then we, t- you know, we did it a few times and then we got one that worked, but yeah. I think they were great. They, yeah. they're, they're super they were, sweet. Kids. Yeah. It was like over a hundred degrees today that we shot. Oh, at wow. in the woods. Like it was, we did it in, in the evening, like at seven o'clock and it was still well over a oh, hundred. But we they're were, troopers. They were they had great attitudes, but we yeah. were like all of us. Were it was really it was really good. I, 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 but I, that was a question that went mm-hmm. through my mind. I was like, what they what they do here? Yeah, well, yeah. they have a time a, a time machine to go back mm-hmm. and record. Yeah, it looks yeah. a lot like her because it's her yeah. daughter. Like, yeah, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, guys. So, in the heart of wrapping this conversation up. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of last words, thoughts, anything you want our listeners to know, anything you want to make sure that gets out there? Or I think we've, or do you think we've covered it? I think we've, we've covered it a lot. I think um, like we would just invite people to um, just be active in sharing stories, um, whether it's just by word of mouth with your friends, or if you feel like you have a film that needs to be made, um, reaching out to us or to someone else, you know, who can, make that but um yeah we just really believe in the power of a story and want to encourage believers i think um yeah as followers of jesus we have a beautiful story to tell and so i think yeah we just want to encourage people to be telling those stories telling your your own testimony telling the stories that you hear of god working around you and yeah if you've got a story that you want us to know about reach out because Maybe it'll be our next film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think whatever God's brought, you know, any given person through, 
it's an opportunity for them to share to for people that are going through that same or similar mm-hmm. thing, you know, so it, mm-hmm. it's encouraging that way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Really enjoyed the conversation. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you, the listener, go support story partners, go like all their Facebook and Instagram and YouTube channels mm-hmm. and uh, all, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Give if you want to, you know, share your story with them. Maybe you'll be, you know, the next story <laughs> partners star. Maybe Chloe will get mm-hmm. to name your story, yeah. which yes. is really what I'm now totally interested in. There's <laughs> just fully 100%. What All do the kiddos, care. what do the kiddos name the movies? That's what I'm in. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it, uh, as always go and like also point momentum stuff. Uh, go and like the podcast and give it five stars and all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. Jessica, anything? No, we had a great time. Thank yeah, you. Was fun. Thanks for having yeah. us, you yeah, guys. Great time. So, guys, uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right. We'll see you. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Check back for future episodes. And as always, send in any feedback or questions to Zach at pointmomentum.com. Have a good day.